Welcome to the But Here We Go podcast, coming at you from the But Here We Go studios. Why did you pause? <laughs> were you, did, for a second, did you forget where we were? No, no, I know exactly where we are. We're in our, our living room. Right. But I was thinking, we were just talking about getting a actual podcasting well, no, studio. Well, to be clear... We weren't, we, I was saying we're absolutely not going to do that. And I was, and I was saying before that we need to get one. So we were having a conversation about getting a, it was, it was a very short conversation. Okay. That's neither here nor there. I just want to like do a broad disclaimer before we hop into our topics for the day. Joe is having a massive allergy situation. Oh man. He's, he's struggling. He's He's That's hang- the plane crashing. Oh, gotcha. He's hanging on by thread. He currently has a nose strip on his nose, an attempt to help. I foresee it not helping at all. <laughs> but if you hear any random like like sounds in the background, that's probably him because I'm probably not going to be able to edit the majority of them out. Yeah, there's going to be there might be some sniffles. There might his be some eyes blowing. look almost like they're closed because my they're eyes so are a little a little red, <laughs> a little itchy. I've had toilet paper in my nose for a long period of time. If any of if any of you are are close enough to have ever seen me during one of these bad He just walks around with toilet paper hanging out of his nose. I have yeah, I start shoving toilet paper in my nose. This is something that comes from my wrestling days. Whenever you would get a nosebleed, you don't like stop the wrestling match until you're done bleeding. You just shove shove uh bleeding inhibitor things up your nose okay define bleeding inhibitors they are like these little cylindrical things (laughs) Uh that are do they happen to go by another name perhaps oh i don't know wait are you no probably not (laughs) wait no 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 no. this is like from they there would be the ref and there would always be like a medical kind of team who is in charge of helping everybody with like little things and in in the med kits right there are these little cylindrical like inch, absorbent things like little one inch yeah absorbent cylinders mm-hmm. that you would shove Makes into sense. the nose practical and that was it they just didn't have names they no, seriously they had no names. names no there were no names <laughs> no there's not a name yeah, that's I, ridiculous. No, it's not that ridiculous. But okay, so there's this movie called She's the Man with Amanda Bynes back in her glory days. That honestly, if you've not seen She's the Man, it's pro- I just think it's one of the funniest movies ever. But there's a scene where another athlete needs a cylindrical cotton item to help with a nosebleed. Oh, that's well, quite humorous. Well, either way, that is what would happen to stop nosebleeds during during a wrestling match is that you would have something shoved up your nose so that way it would do more absorbing than actually stopping it's the bleeding. literally dripping down your face it's okay it's okay <laughs> I'm tr- this is it for looked the like a tear but then i like recognize like no that's not a t- obviously it's not a tear it's for the podcast but it was not anyway <laughs> so from wrestling I realized, oh, I could just put toilet paper in my nose to stop the constant Seems drainage. Seems like it would be less absorbent, though. Yeah, which is fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> so 
less absorbent, yes, but it would help. I wouldn't be constantly blowing my nose, constantly having to wipe my nose. But I, I really only do that in the house. Like I don't just go out in public. Naturally. If you are close enough to me to have have seen me in one of these states. That means states. you're in his inner circle. Yeah, you're part of the inner circle. Anywho, hey, happy Valentine's Day. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. I guess if it you're listening to be. this on Monday, it's Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this after Monday, you, I hope you had a good right, Valentine's right. Day. Whatever so that is, means for is you. Is everyone doing stuff on this weekend rather than Monday? I don't know. We, for the audience listening, we, the Batiers, we don't really celebrate valentine's day it's just not our jam it's true did you <laughs> is a strange question because i feel like the only people who truly celebrate valentine's day are like couples but did you celebrate valentine's day with any of your previous girlfriends or were you ever dating somebody on valentine's day i would say yes wait so you gave your other girlfriend something for valentine's day but not me what <laughs> i really I don't feel care like about this, this is a trick question <laughs> What would you get them? Like little like dumb stuffed animals or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Are we talking high school or like young adulthood? Uh, High school. Okay, okay, okay. But it is, it's a trick question that you're asking because- <laughs> I really don't You care. have made it- Very clear. I don't like Valentine's clear, Day. Very clear kind of from the beginning. Right. Valentine's Day was no not something to celebrate. I truthfully think it's a dumb holiday. I think it's like yep. a Hallmark card. It's just, you know, come buy more stuff. Yep. Except for same- valentine right like, i sure celebrate th- him okay what did he do he made love <laughs> at least you know obviously jesus made right love. but he like jesus harnessed the power love. of love jesus is love mm. but saint valentine used love got it okay okay uh, no it's a it's a holiday that really i mean truly if you're gonna show somebody you love them you should do it on a random day, not 24, just seven, a day. 3, 6, 5. And it's just like, you know, how much money can you spend on your significant other to prove how their love for you? How much money do you want to spend on red roses right. this day And like chocolate and like a really I mean, fancy dinner. I will gladly take chocolate whenever you want to give me chocolate. Oh my gosh. And the amount of like diamond commercials you see leading oh, up to Valentine's is always like, every They're kiss everywhere. begins with K, buy your like significant other this. Yeah. Very embellished diamond heart thing that Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman designed or something. On that same point, Valentine's Day, it's it's kind of the it's become this thing. But one that is pure Hallmark holiday, Sweetest Day. What's Sweetest Day? There's a day called Sweetest Day that is. Is like, it celebrated in the continental U.S.? Yeah, it's like mid October or something. I've that, never heard of this. That is literally invented by companies to sell more stuff. There's no way this thing is so Go popular. Go on, look it up. Look it up. Sweetest it's, day? It's popular. People celebrate it. Who's these people? Hey, Who are these if people? You're we don't celebrate it. If you're listening and you know about Sweetest oh my Day God, and I you celebrate it, give us a shout. Sweetest Day is October 15th. What was Sweetest Day meant for? Sweetest Day is mainly a day for women to treat their close male friends, husbands, or boyfriends with gifts of candy. Wait a Boom. minute. So the guys are wait like, a wait a minute. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay, we're celebrating Sweetest Day. <laughs> I'm tired of getting stuff for my girly friend for Valentine's Day. Why don't I get it? Which I always kind of thought like you reciprocated on Valentine's Day. It wasn't just a girl thing. But then I guess all the advertisements are targeted towards women. It's true. They or are. to men to buy women. Yeah. But I was thinking about it and... It's a good thing that we don't celebrate Valentine's Day because our wedding anniversary is in March. So it's literally yep. like 
Because so then... we were married on March 15th. No, 14th. <laughs> wow. Joe, I swear to gosh. Wow. If we had not gotten married on Pi Day, I would never remember the day. I don't know why. What? I don't. I, I love you with all my heart and soul, but I can never. And the year, because it's 3 14 15. March 14th, yep. 2015. And that happened to be like the... The most accurate pie The most pie accurate pie. And but it was at like 9.23 in the morning. Right. We weren't that accurate about it. We Nor did we serve accurate. pie. But... Which I'm glad. Like, I like pie. Pie's delicious. Right. I, in fact, I love pie. But to be clear, we did not choose to put our wedding on pie day because we love pie or because we were math nerds. It just... We picked the day and then realized afterwards that it was pie day. Yeah. That was the first... Sunday available in what we thought was a reasonable time frame for us to get married. Right. So it just happened to be that way. For Saturday available. Right. But truthfully, we really don't give each other anything for our anniversary either. <laughs> so no. maybe we were just cheap. <laughs> but I'm glad it's like a mutually agreed upon level of cheap. But if Joe, if you hear, hear me say in front of the public, if you ever start getting to the point where you would like to be gifted something for our anniversary, you gotta let me know. Okay. Publicly. <laughs> I'm saying this year, I'm going to buy myself a gun for our anniversary. <laughs> I did not <laughs> wait. That'll be easier than you picking out the gun for me. <laughs> no, I don't pick out the gun. It will be like one made out of chocolate and unusable as a weapon. It's perfect. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh my gosh, you're ridiculous. Yep, I am. Oh wait, so in back to Valentine's Day and thinking about Valentine's Day. In case you haven't caught on, we're just going to talk about, it's all Valentine's, about Valentine's Day. Day. It's mostly a a shot at Valentine's Day. So if you don't like Valentine's Day, I hope you get some enjoyment out of this. Right. If and you do like Valentine's Day, you might as well maybe, stop listening to us. Well, no, listen, have fun <laughs> and be like, oh man, I'm so glad my Valentine's days have been so much better. Well, I'd have, okay, so that was an odd intro to what I'm about to say, but I haven't had like a, trim, well, I haven't <laughs> had a bad Valentine's Day experience. I just had, what I considered traumatic, but it, looking back on it, it was very sweet things. But because I was so young and inexperienced and whatnot, yep. It, yep. I came across as traumatic. So I remember specifically in fourth grade, that was the because I was homeschooled up in, from like kindergarten up until high school. But for fourth grade, we tried out the local public school for a year, and so there was Valentine's Day, and I was very much, and I guess to an extent still am quite. I was quite the tomboy growing up just very much reveled in the fact that like I was not a girly girl I didn't want to be a girly girl I was annoyed with girly girls I didn't I mean I played with like some girly girl stuff but like I very much like ran away from anything feminine or had anything to do with like growing up in womanhood like that stuff terrified me and so one of those things that terrified me was like boys like I, I had tons of guy friends but like the idea of a boy like expressing their love for me terrified me but i think what's funny i think romeo and juliet trash <laughs> no i think the reason why it, it, it i hated it so much is because i would have to tell my parents and i was just so embarrassed with the idea of telling my parents about that stuff <laughs> but anyway so this is fourth grade alley i was in a public school class and obviously you do your little valentine's thing public school and we all got our valentines and i was just this is like my first time doing valentine's in this way because i was homeschooled and i was just like going through my bag of valentine's with my two friends at the time at lunch and one of them whose name was brandy she like noticed that i had a valentine that no one else had 
And she like grabbed it out of my stack of Valentines and was reading it out loud. And they were like making this big to do about this kid in my class named Kyle Uh gave me this Valentine. And then I, I guess I talked to my mom and for some reason I feel like my Nana was there at the time. I don't know why my mom can confirm the story after this, but, uh, I guess they had been talking to Kyle's mom out in the hallway. I don't know why. I guess parents were invited to this thing. I'm not really sure why. But somehow they had gathered the information from Kyle's mom that Kyle not only had a crush on me, but that he had, like, made his mom, like, drive him to the local card store or whatever and, like, spent, like, an unusually large amount of time picking out like the perfect card wow. to give me for valentine's day so wow so again imagine sweet little Allie, like already t- terrified of all this stuff but like to for it to be such a grand gesture and to have the knowledge of the grandness of the gesture and then to have like my friend making a big deal about it and basically like, telling the whole class about it and like i I don't remember. Honestly, I don't even – I just know Kyle was in my class. I don't have any memory of me, like, being friends with him. You're fourth of grade. Kyle. Like, I just – I know Kyle. We don't know who Kyle is anymore. <laughs> we just remember the name Right. Kyle. I never saw him after fourth grade. But I was so mortified by that experience that I just – from that – I hated Valentine's Day. And then luckily I went back to being homeschooled so I didn't have to worry about all that stuff yeah. again. Yeah. However, we skip ahead to freshman year of high school. I'm back in public school again. Back to Valentine's Day. We're back Day. to Valentine's Day. And I had... Kyle's <laughs> back. He's saying, hey. Different city. I've been, <laughs> Different I've been school pining district. for you for the past five years. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that, that I'm getting anxious to think about that. No, and so I was just sitting in class, and obviously in high school you don't do the little Valentine's yeah, in the bag thing, right? You there were not on. enough parties in high school. <laughs> Let's be real, right? Um, I'm sure that's because they were trying to educate us. Ugh. But anyway, the thing that my high school was doing at the time was like, uh, like the singing cupids, or the, not, like, not, like you know how they do like candy grams. This time yeah, it was like roses, grams. like they would Rose like grams, right? So like boring. Depending on, like, what period it was, they would, like, roll up a cart and, like, whoever oh. was on, like, that committee, kids would, like, pass out their roses. So, oh, back up. Oh, my gosh. It's all coming back to me. Oh, oh. No. The okay. roses. So, um, I um, am known for being early to everything. And so, this started at a young age. So, obviously, I was also early to my first period homeroom in school. And I remember walking up and I saw and I'll say his name because we're actually friends now but um Brian Alexander was standing next to my door holding like like Joe he and you've met we've met Brian Alexander he came to our wedding I went to his wedding because we weren't together then we're friends but he was standing outside my door with like two or three stuffed animals and then like a large like gift bag of something oh no and I was like, man, who is Brian Alexander? Who is getting all of this? And then, like, I truthfully a thought came across my head, like, thank God I not, like, this is another Kyle situation. <laughs> and I go and sit down, because meanwhile, Brian is not in my homeroom class. He's in my, like, fourth period class. He's in Uh-oh. my algebra class. And so I you sit down. By, hey, Brian. I sit, well, I didn't really. Somebody's a lucky I girl. really didn't know. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Joe. I didn't know him. What? He, he was just like, I didn't talk well, you're to friends. him. No, no, no. I wasn't friends with him at the time. Oh, no. I just knew of him. I was I was like, I was chatty with a couple of his friends because we sat together in algebra, but he, I'm honestly, that we may not have had a single class together. And then you were but like, anyway, huh, I didn't know he was part of, part of. 
student council. Wow, <laughs> no, we're having so like, many oh new gosh. things today. So I go and I sit down at, this is such a, I just hate this whole story. I sat down in my class and he, sweet Brian, is mortified already. I don't know why. Because I guess this is, again, a big grand gesture. And he goes and like gives, it puts, because he didn't know where I sat. He just knew that was my homeroom. And so like he gives it all to me. And I like was in such a state of shock that was like, oh, thank you. And then he like runs out of the room, right? Good, good. And I am like heart palpitations. I'm going like trauma from fourth grade is coming back. I was like, oh my gosh. And because this is another big thing with me is like, not only did the whole idea of like, one, having to tell my parents, or like I, di- I had never dated anybody like that. I wasn't even allowed to date. And like the fact that like I would have to reject someone, it I'm such a people pleaser. I hate hurting feelings. It's like re- having to reject someone is the lot. It's just mortifying to me. So I was like, absolutely like and then joe i had to, we don't have lockers in my high school no there are no lockers no at mckinney lockers. north high school no my no money, i had no to time. carry all that stuff with me all day all day every the day class that i have with brian and and i think there was a note i don't know it's okay. been so long. okay um and so now i'm sitting in that class brian has not spoken to me this entire time right well yeah he's not in any classes with you no he's he's i'm pretty sure he's in this class with me because then it's time for the like the grams the flower grams Uh uh-oh uh-oh and um so i'm just sitting there like for the love of god like jesus zero grams bless me today zero grams joe i did not get one you got I did two not get dozen two. grams. I believe I got three or four flower grams specifically from Brian Alexander. And I had to receive them in front of him in that class. One and by one. One by one. Yes. No, they didn't they and did not, not just only, give it to me into a stack. Not they, like, only gave all it. at once. It was like at five minutes. <laughs> and then at fifteen minutes. And then at thirty minutes. And then before the class oh, ends, the teacher's like, Come gosh. on, guys. Get oh this together. And then I somehow I remember – so I was just like mortified that entire day. And I remember running into one of his friends, Danny, and Danny telling me that like Brian like lo- – not loved me, but like really, really liked was me. And he had, again, like, And he had planned this huge thing to show me that he liked me, which again, sweet Brian – uh, we did not really know each other, and so that would probably have not been the best way. So it kind of fell flat a little bit. It did. I'm, as you More know, of a shock, right? <laughs> as you know, and could attest to, I'm not big on on grand romantic gestures. Not my thing. Never has been. Um, and so I went home mortified. You know, it's it's 2004. There's really only one thing for a mortified teenage girl to do at this point. MySpace. Zanga. Zanga space. <laughs> Zanga space. So Ooh. I – is it – we all called it Zanga, but I feel like there's another way to pronounce it. But in my parts of the world, we called it Zanga. Yeah, I called it Zanga too. Okay, okay. I feel like I knew someone who called it Xanga. I was like, no, absolutely not. Xanga. <laughs> and so I get to my blogging, right? And sweet, sweet, sweet Allie. I mean, the internet is rather fresh. That's the first type of social media that anyone's been on. I was coming into high school for the first time homeschooled. So this is like my first six months in a public high school. I start blogging every single feeling I have towards this whole situation. How I'm so embarrassed, how I don't even know this guy. I cannot believe what would bring him to do this. How embarrassing. Trauma. Yet, like, I, like, pour out my heart into my Zanga, and then I go to bed. And then I go to school the next morning. And uh, 
I don't remember. I think his friend Danny passed me the note, but Brian had read my Zanga. Of course he did. <laughs> of course. You didn't you didn't see that coming? No. How do you think he knows you? Well, and we can talk about this at a time, but Why do you think he gave you your favorite animal as those stuffed <laughs> no, animals? No, but I'm pretty sure my mom still has them saved somewhere. Because I remember one was like a, a bee or a dog that sang like a James Brown song or something. She made me keep them for a while. But no, I still have the note. I still have the note from Brian Alexander somewhere in my hope chest. But uh, that's what you read on every (laughs) Valentine's Day Day to keep the trauma alive. That's right. No. And so um, he gave me another note and was just like super apologetic. Like, I'm so sorry. Mm. I've ruined. Like, I'm so sorry. I've you know, ruined Valentine's which is, Day for And you. I felt like, again, hated rejecting. I didn't even, here's the thing. I never rejected him in person. I just trashed him on a public social media. Yeah. You know? yeah. And this poor kid, like poor Brian. And he's honestly like one of the sweetest guys. Uh, and he was mortified. I was mortified. And it was just, again, the Kyle situation, like pale by comparison to the Brian situation. And- Epilogue. He and I were in a musical together, like uh, almost like two years later, and became really good friends. And it was all, and he I even came over to our house for a musical fundraiser. Maybe a this couple years was. Ago. I was thinking maybe this event, this Valentine's Day, was that fire that forged your friendship. No, we could not. I literally avoid. We avoided each other for two years. At that point, Brian dropped out of the algebra class. You guys never saw again. Saw each other again. Until next thing you know, you're paired together in right. a musical. Right. That's where essentially you have to kiss. No, we didn't he was not who I was paired in to have to kiss, but it was seven <laughs> brides for seven brothers. It was the first time I had like a somewhat of a lead role. I was one of the brides. And if you're not familiar with this show, it's seven brothers basically married five, seven, seven they're not seven sisters, but seven brides. They're but brides. then during like until they get married, there are seven suitors who are like vying for the hands of the girls, and so I so believe no, I believe Brian was my sister because Haley and I were both. There were mm. twins that obviously yep. twins yep. always get cast as twins, of course. So he do. was a suitor with my sister. So basically, we, I mean, if you're gonna hang out with my sister, you're gonna hang out with me too. So it all yeah you know, yeah. Anyway. So that that was the last that was the last time I had Valentine's Day trauma, but I tend to stay away from the holiday. I don't like it. But then in the grand scheme of things, like what little girl, what 14 year old, I mean, I, again, this is me just being s- silly because I feel like a lot of 14 year old girls would have loved for that to have happened and would have very much appreciated them. Yeah, I maybe. just was not that 14 year old girl, nor was yeah. I that fourth grade girl. Did you ever do like a grand gesture to that extent to somebody in high school? I don't recall. If you can't recall, so then you probably it's did it. Probably a no. What like there are no promposals from you? But were they popular back then? No, I don't feel like we they didn't were. do. We did not do promposals. That wasn't a thing. We did not do signs. Signs were <laughs> not a asked. thing. You literally asked the person. <laughs> wow, so old school. Yeah, we did not do any big, wild, grand gestures. And I don't know if that is... Did you go to every dance with a date? Or did you go solo with your bros? No, I went every dance with a date. Really? Like a romantic date or some dates were friends? No, some dates were friends. Oh, so like how much of a player were you in high school? Uh, I mean... I mean, you did have the bleach tips. And you were on varsity football uh, and wrestling. I did not have bleach tips in high school. What was that one picture then? That was junior high. Oh, okay. Bleach okay. tips were were over <laughs> Sorry. by high school. Sorry. But how dare I get you two yeah, two years sure. off with your bleach tips? That is that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anybody rocking bleach tips by 2003, canceled. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I think that that's a northern versus a southern thing. Oh, really? Yeah, because like mums. Oh, yeah. Never heard of mums. Uh, you had never even heard of them? Never even heard of them, except for the flower. Right. Like the flowers and the mums we're talking about. Two totally different things. Right, right, right. Everybody who listens to our podcast. Except for those two people from Canada. Yeah, probably <laughs> most people listening to our podcast right. knows what a mum is. For the Canadians, though, please explain. I don't know what. Oh. I can't explain it. Oh, wait. So in. Uh, it's a big ribbon. Right. So, <laughs> it's the way I understand it. So I've actually never received a mum, uh, which is fine because I thought they were dumb. Totally fine. But it's, it's essentially like this ribboned version of a flower. But in the South, it's like the bigger, the better. And like there's like these, they can get up to like $600, $700. It's and crazy. they take, and usually the moms make them. Like if, so for example, if you and I were like dating or whatever, or if you were going to give me a mom, your mom would be the one to make the mom. And it would be very expensive and it would take like days to weeks to make it's it crazy. and then you and then the girl wears the mom like the whole day and like but that what's funny the thing that made me laugh the most and granted i don't feel moms were a thing at my high school but they weren't like the crazy things i've seen on the internet but like the bigger the mom the heavier it was and the more it difficult <laughs> they weighed it these like the little girls down it was so funny and then trying to and they usually have like bells on them oh man <laughs> so that whole day it was just like this like twinkling of bell i hated that day and then i was just exposed to COVID, to, <laughs> the yeah. first case of- just exposed to COVID. No, 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 no. To the the very decorated overalls. Oh, is that a southern thing too? I was just exposed to those last year. Really? Well, I don't know how, because I've only. Well, I guess they had it at my high school too. Maybe it is a southern thing. I think that that's a southern thing because we, during football season, we would have somebody wear our. Or our second jersey. So if we had a home game, your girlfriend or somebody who you said, hey, do you want to wear my jersey? They wear the other jersey. So if it's a home game, they wear your away jersey. And like that was the spirit emblem. Like somebody got to wear, wearing a jersey, whether you're on the team or whether you have been chosen as a female to wear a jersey did they have to be dating or could it be like a gal pal it could be a gal pal wait so what is I it had, that smirk so, so every once in a while you weren't there were, you weren't betrothed there to were, someone yeah there were times my sophomore year and my senior year when i did not have a girlfriend because you had like a girlfriend all of junior year right yeah so during sophomore year and during senior year there was some rotating of my jersey around. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> my senior year I I was injured most of the year. And so actually no my sophomore for you. <laughs> actually sophomore year I was injured most of the year too. So So you had only had a wow my mic. You only had a girlfriend if you weren't injured? No, I mean I didn't even I didn't even play junior year. Oh, I, I was just I, I was a Thank I was you. riding the bench. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. But I had a girlfriend. <laughs> you know, just just happens. Just happens, you know. But there was never a bedazzled pair of overalls that girls would wear to the games. They would have like the volleyball players would have a volleyball shirt. And for homecoming, they would like spray paint their hair or like have face paint or like something fun like that. But never anything 
anything like crazy, like spirit week, cheerleader kind of stuff. Right. In my experience, and again, I can only speak to my uh, high school, but I, what I feel also from like some of the high schools that like the, my, the girls I mentored went to, it wasn't like all, all the girls. It was because there was like a spirit team. And though kind of like how A&M has those, yeah. whatever they're called. The cheer. The collar guys. Leaders. Yeah. Those things. <laughs> uh, the core. Well, they have to be a member of the core. If you're from A&M, just text one of us. I don't know why. Don't text us. Right. We really we, could care less. We're just going to butcher it and you're going to like it. Yeah. It's Sorry. <laughs> but, but it was only the girls who were like on that special like cheer team that did the overalls yeah spirit led (laughs) yes they were prophetic witness to the football game (laughs) no the spirit leaders oh my gosh well either way we started talking about valentine's day ultimately all of this goes back to young childhood memories and i think that a lot of it is is as you point out, lots of commercials, lots of those. The and you even said like, what fourteen year old girl wouldn't have wanted that? And I think it all, it all kind of builds up on, on what culture tells you you should be having, mm. and all the Disney princesses always being saved by some prince charming, right? Who does these grand gestures like slaying the dragon, or killing the wicked witch? Or running around an entire city without breaking a glass slipper, let alone finding the girl who wore it. <laughs> like, that thing broke in day one. <laughs> Bye-bye glass she slipper. She slid her foot open on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is gone. <laughs> I think that that is... Do you think it's like a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's more of a bad thing because it is materialism, commercialism, and driving unrealistic expectations and emotional highs. Right. Because even you said we should be showing that kind of love all the time. It shouldn't require a dozen roses, a box of $75 chocolates that half of them are trash and nobody likes and a steak dinner. I have, I have a question for you then because normally I would agree with you and I would be the first. Yeah. Tell me. Right. And anyone listening would be like, it would appear that, Based on the first half of this podcast, Allie would agree with you. Yeah. However, I've been reading a lot of Jane Austen lately. Ooh, yeah, let's hear it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why that. I feel like that is influencing my train it's of thought important. right now. It's important. It's important, Jane Austen. But uh, it's all about you know trying to figure out if the guy likes yeah. you, right? Sense and sensibility. <laughs> um, that's funny because I read Wuthering that book like Heights. three weeks ago, and you st- anytime I'm reading, you're like, "That's sense and sensibility," right? I'm like, "No, I finished that book and forever the, ago." The The Little Women. The, I actually have anyway. That's not Jane Austen. Uh, God, now I've lost my train of thought. Obviously, back in like the se- late seventeen hundred, early eighteen hundreds, when Jane Austen's books are written, the decorum and like the way you went about things was totally different. Like a guy couldn't even like grab a girl's hand until they were in- engaged, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so it was a lot harder to figure out if somebody liked you, right? Yeah. Um. So, um, fast forward to like today, um. I'm wondering, I'm sure materialism and capitalism, all that, all the isms have something to do with it. But I'm wondering also if stereotypically uh, men are not good at verbalizing their feelings, especially I feel like nowadays, like if take your average high school boy, right? 
the majority of the high school boys are not going to be really good at verbalizing their feelings and that's going to be really scary to them right so maybe for them the idea of giving a gift is a much easier way for them to show a girl that they like them that doesn't require them from speaking (laughs) so i wonder if that's like why girls have come to accept that is like Especially at that early stage, that's really the only way that they're going to know where the guy stands. I hear you. I see hey, what tell you're me where saying. I'm wrong. I, I don't know if you're wrong. I don't know if you're right. I think that that is a it's an astute observation that it's a lot easier to give a gift to show affection than say it in words or even write it down and hand it to somebody. Like it is, it's a, it's a lot easier to just like throw money at a situation is essentially to boil it down as, as easy and as simply as it is that is saying, I am spending more money on you. And that equates to more, if you want to say love, that's more love that I'm giving you. Right. Any high school are saying love, like that's right. kind of red flag. It makes me think though, because, because just thinking back with my experience with Brian Alexander, which again think nothing of the best of him now it is like i'm wondering now and i would love to ask him like what his intent was with that gift like was he were, did he expect that i felt the same way even though we didn't really was talk to each other was that going to be the start did, of the were, rest of your life because here we say this i received two notes from him one was like an apology afterwards but the first one none of them mentioned anything about asking me to go on a date that I can remember. He was just letting you know. He was how just like much letting him know. Yeah, and I, I think that's what made me so awkward. Is like I did not know what was expected of me because nothing was asked of me. It was just like here, let me like yeah, 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 love bomb you. But I just finished this book uh, called North and South. I had originally thought it was going to be about the Civil War, but it, it in fact is not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the title mislead you. Um, No, it's like a classic novel. But um, anyway, the main guy in that book, spoiler alert if you want to read this book because I have to share it. Skip ahead about three minutes. Um, But he um, originally like professes his love for this girl. And back then like – Turns out it was the wrong girl. (laughs) Back then like – for one, like I mean, they got married. Like you met someone Young. like three weeks later. Like I love you. Let's get married. We get yep. married three days from now. So like for them, I feel like love is more of like a crush or whatever. But he expressed his love for her and then got rejected. But he was so stubborn and he had it in his mind. He's like, "Gosh darn it!" And it it was a rather rude rejection. And then he was like, "I." Um, don't care what she says. She doesn't have to like me. That's fine. But I'm not going to let her tell me what I can and cannot do with my feelings. And so, like, if I want to, like, give her sick mom a basket of fruit, I'm going to give her sick mom a basket of fruit. So I, dumb. Why would you give her a basket of fruit? I can't. She probably can't even eat it. Come on, man. Do you, her doctor, because she's, she's on her deathbed and the doctor said it would cheer up, okay? You're getting too much details out of this okay. book. Okay. <laughs> it all makes sense. Um, yeah, like maybe, maybe guys are gifters. Like I'm sure guys, some guys are gifters. And so like maybe Brian was a huge gifter and he's like, I don't really know what's going to come of this, but I, out of the outpouring of his undying youthful love for me in 2004, he just wanted to give me all those things without any thought as to what would happen afterwards. Like that was just like the outpouring of his heart, which was very sweet. So just maybe some guys are like that. That's true. It's possible. And that could be the key is that 
there's some people who just are are gifters and that's like when it comes to love languages like that one is 90 percent everything else is 10 percent right. <laughs> it's possible right and with no expectation of it being returned in full but like hey like, this like, is something no i want understanding to do. that there are other ways to express love or that's that not everyone's love language is gifts because gifts is one of my bottom <laughs> love <Yep>. languages <laughs> but i think that this brings up a a whole other side of it that I think is interesting to think about because I'm a little bit older than you. Not not that much older, only a few years. But those few years make a significant difference. From about 7th grade through ninth or 10th grade, we were all still passing notes. So through passing notes, I would I would build relationships, not like romantic relationships, but like that's that is kind of the way that I would interact with the opposite sex. Really? Like plutonically or or r- romantically? And here we say this, I've I've only received one note in my life. I would texting had just come out. I would say both, but most mostly plutonically as far as I know. Really? That's yeah. interesting. So as far as you were leading on all these girls. <laughs> I mean maybe I was leading on a bunch of people. But that would be the way to build those relationships and then through those notes you would profess your your attraction and with like the do you like me check yes or no like the I classic mean not, maybe not that far wait, along, wait, wait back up and this our listeners could care less about this but i'm really interested this is this is not a show about valentine's day it all things started love and but related. now we're just all talking about right. so Say there's like a would you just like write a note to an unknown girl in your class just to get to know her? Yeah. Why really? not? Like I mean, people well, did that? Yeah, so not in my high yeah, school. Yeah, it's weird how that how that works. That or I I mean I was a pretty big nerd, so that's probably why I didn't. But I also I wasn't writing notes to like freshman when I was a senior. Like that's weird. So you're not like on the prowl just dropping notes to see no. like freaking like a hook trying to see who takes the no, bait. No, no. No. <laughs> it was it was it was primarily we would like I would meet somebody or most of the time there was like some some way that you knew the person and you would start writing notes. Or like somehow you would get a note from somebody and then you Obviously, once you get a note, you have to reciprocate and write a note back. Obviously, this is the this is why I brought up Pride and Prejudice and Jane Austen books because I I have a friend who's also reading some Jane Austen right now, and he was just like, "This just seems like wildly unrealistic." And I thought about it more because it really is pretty accurate of the time period that it was. But I just thought about it. I was like, "It's really not that unrealistic. It may appear to be from a guy's perspective." But as women, we have been playing these social games of like will he, won't he for hundreds of years. It just has it changes and evolves as technology and culture evolve. But like the notes thing and then now like with social media, like who liked whose photo or whatever, it's the same things you see in Pride and Prejudice and whatnot. It just is through different mediums. Yeah. So I think it notes were were notes were the medium that helped that I guess I built those relationships on and then from there you would start to become 
a relationship, a romantic relationship. When I think about it, I don't, (laughs) I'm thinking like, actually, the answer to that is no. By the time I was in high school, it was, it was significantly more, more direct. Because I'm thinking about, I think one of the girlfriends was somebody who somehow we ended up at a friend's house together. And next thing I know, the next weekend we were hanging out and we were dating after that. Very direct. Did you tell any of your high school flings that you love them? I did. I bring this up and I'm smirking because dear Joe over here, when we started dating, would not I wouldn't tell- say it. <laughs> no, he wouldn't say it. He made a big deal about big to do. us not saying that we loved each other until we got married. We would just say we really liked each other. Really, but I remember, really I him. and we had been dating for a while at that point, and I just got to the point where I was like, I really do love him. And I again, out of the outpouring of my heart, like I want to tell him that I love him. And so I remember I wrote you a note, or I sent maybe it was a text message. I think I wrote you a text message, and then Haley helped me edit it. And I sent it to you, and your response was so mortifying to me. Like, I was so embarrassed by your response. Your response was essentially, thanks, but I don't want to say anything until we get married. (laughs) I just poured my heart out to you. So, screw you, high school girlfriend of Joe. (laughs) Oh, shots fired. (laughs) I mean, obviously, I I married you, so I win. Yeah, you won. (laughs) And that was a different version of Joe. Well, when did you know you loved your high school girlfriend? (laughs) See, that's the other thing is that as you grow up, I think that there is this natural progression of what you expect in a relationship, meaning you start dating or whatever. You like you like somebody after three months, you have to say you love them. Otherwise, you're like you're not actually in this relationship and you need to stop. <laughs> So it's like one of those things where it, again, I feel like it's like social pressure and what you think is supposed to happen based on the current culture. So like trying to think of like a good example of people taking it slow in the movies. And the problem is I can't think of one. So like people were never like, hey, we're just going to take our time in this relationship. No, it's like, oh, no, I've met the love of my life by tripping or my dog running away off its leash, and now in the next three hours, we're going to fall in love and go move into a castle and live happily ever after. I feel like the only places where you see, like, hey, let's get to know each other and take our time is either obviously on the religious end of things or on the, or on the super secular, like, hey, let's not get locked in and let's be open about this until, like, don't label it kind of a thing. So it's funny. I feel like you kind of see that on both sides of the spectrum, but you typically don't see that in film or in, like, TV. Yep. Because that's not fun to watch. Exactly. (laughs) Unless it's like a will they, won't they kind of a thing. Yeah. So I think it, looking back on it, probably shouldn't have said it to any of them. But I think there's also a- You don't have to apologize. There's a- (laughs) I feel like you're apologizing. Anyway, (laughs) why I was talking about all of that, why we got onto that subject is I think that there is a lot to being direct, Hmm. but being direct in a- in a intentional and private way, maybe I'm not saying this right. I'll I be honestly, direct. I have no idea what I'll you're saying. I'll be direct. I think we need to start writing notes again. Like it goes back to the idea of sending letters. You're not trying to read through and 
read between the lines of who's liking your photo and who's commenting what on your photos and who's doing that to everybody else. It is, and it's not text messages per se, which to step back, there were, there were the letter, there were the notes and then there was instant messenger. And now there's text messages in between those. There was this thing called Facebook, right? Some of our listeners may not know what. Well, Facebook I was about to is. say, like, I I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. However, I think the danger of that is because, like, I I only had one high school boyfriend, and that was like the second semester before I graduated, and we uh, had the majority of our conversations were through Facebook Messenger. I mean, we were friends at school, but like our like mainly all of our private conversations that were in groups were through Facebook Messenger. And what I saw backfire with that is that he was a completely different person depending and and we it never translated outside of Facebook Messenger because he felt more comfortable talking to me through a screen than in person. And I was like, this isn't okay. And that there's a subtle detail with notes that you do have to interact a little bit there. There's a little bit of you having to give, give that person the note. Right. Or the mailman. Uh, well, I'm not talking you're about – You're talking – oh, you're talking – You okay. can mail letters. Like <laughs> you're that's, talking about no notes. If you're mailing letters, that is not – I think that's that's honorable on a, another level because now you are saying I'm going to support the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> that's a totally different thing. You're going above and beyond. That I I – that's a whole new podcast right. talking I will about say this, the USPS. From a woman's perspective, if I was single and like I was – I'm trying to think of where people meet people. But like if I was sitting in like a church pew and some random guy handed me a note, I would like to think I would find that very attractive. Granted, I was the one who freaked out about this in fourth and freshman <laughs> year. Or if I was like at like a event in a – or even if like someone I knew cordially, like not uh, an acquaintance yeah. handed me a note – of like, hey, I just want to get to know you better. Like, I think that I would probably have been very attracted to that. So I say, if you are single and you are listening to all this, the single men, what a great or the ladies, what a great way. You know what? If you're a lady, go ahead. Why if not? you're if you are start a it. single human, right? Go ahead and start handing out notes. I'm just. It would make you stand out. Yeah, and I would think only in a good way. Now I I will say for all those legally blonde fans. I would not prefer the the <laughs> spray of perfume <laughs> and the pink and the glitter. That's a you thing. Though. Maybe think, someone would. Like, I would not like that. But if someone responds, you know he's the but, one. But, <laughs> yeah. But I'm already married, so it doesn't matter what I think necessarily. That's a, that's a study case of one. So the statistical <laughs> relationship here is, is right. low. Right. I will say this. Despite the fact that we met in person – the majority of the beginning of our relationship was through Facebook Messenger. Yep, it was. So we can't knock the Facebook Messenger. No, no, and but I'm not. But to your point, you got to bring – like whatever mode of of communication you use, you ultimately have to bring it to in-person contact. Yeah, yeah. You have to bring that to the in-person contact, and I think there is that that level of of being the same person. So like as right. you, you have to as be authentic out, like, on paper as in person. Yeah. So there there is that aspect that ultimately if you're going to be with them forever, you have to be able to be with them. 
Like you can't be in opposite rooms across the house talking about talking to each other through text message. I will say this. And honestly, it's it's flooding back to me. I didn't remember this part of our relationship. But so we we met at the launch retreat, flirting, yada, yada. Somehow you got my number. I don't even remember how. But um, we talked a lot through Facebook Messenger because obviously I was at work and you were studying for doing your PhD stuff. And so we would like go back and forth. That probably set me back like a year. But you know what? All worth (laughs) it. A PhD stuff. Yep. All worth it. (laughs) All that Facebook messenger right. talk. Um, really, I feel like you were just kind of like asking me, like, what do I believe on certain things? Almost like interviewing me, but I was into it. But when we started hanging out in person, because I feel like after the launch retreat, I feel like it was the Facebook messenger. I feel like you must have befriended me on Facebook after the launch retreat. And then we were like pinging each other back and forth. Not poking. Uh, not poking. <laughs> not poking. That's ridiculous. So we may no. We probably all you people did, out no. there poking, stop you it. You can. I still get pokes from time to time. Oh, I'm. It cracks me up. I'm glad that I don't. Anyway, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But anyway, when we started the like, I remember I you invited me to like a Halloween party. Yep. And you picked me up in your truck, your oh, monster yeah. of a truck. You did not say a word during the car ride and if you like the you, it was just like so hard for me to like make conversation with you and I was very confused because I was like obviously like he's invited me and just me to this Halloween party so I was under the impression that you liked me plus we had been talking for god knows how long on Facebook messenger but this kid will not talk to me and it was the strangest thing and I like I remember you dropping me off at my house afterwards and I was like Wait, did I pick you up? I feel like you picked me up because I very much remember like – because I, I was living in the house that we are currently in and I remember your oh. truck being out there. And you – no, I remember – no, you know what? I remember you parking because I was in your truck and I remember you parking down the street. I don't know why I was so far away. Maybe but there I remember too many cars. specifically staying in your car longer than I probably – I mean, I could have probably left, but like I was so determined to get you to like legitimately converse with me that I remember staying there longer just to like drag conversation out of you. And then like I ended up, I I guess I felt like I had gotten some like a nugget and then I went to bed. (laughs) So you, sir, are not practicing what you preached because you were very, which I guess I feel like we've talked about that before and you said you were just really nervous. Well, there were, there were multiple layers and I I will I think I'm gonna add in here that that was one time. No, I remember Granted, it being two it, times. I I am not the greatest conversationalist no. there is <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. And I think it and also no, you're good at conversationalist. Well, there's, there's two but different not... there's two different aspects. One when it's when it's a group that I am very comfortable with, I'm totally you're, cool. Right, just you're doing the my center thing. of the party. Yeah. Well, that and I'm cool like not paying attention to anybody. But then there's also the other aspect of it where I am not, I really am not a huge conversationalist. Like I, I am an introvert. Once I hit my energy level of, of like being low, yeah, I'm done. But here's the thing, Joe, is I just remember like in the car rides to and from this party, pin drops, right? Yep. But at this party, you were the life of the party. I was. Like, hitting it up with Chris and Richard and all the other guys at the party. And I was like, obviously, this guy has a personality. I've seen his personality. 
Obviously, he is invite. I feel like we're ha- I, to be clear. We're not like hashing this out. I use them now. It's part. It's on topic. Um, but you did not speak to me in the car, to and fro. Yep. And it is on topic because all you guys out there who think you're going to go out and get lucky Wait. on Monday, <laughs> oh God. Think you're that was go, not a thought in my mind. You're going to go out there and buy a nice fancy steak dinner and two dozen roses but you gotta chatter you up. gotta talk you gotta talk you can't just show up with all this stuff right. and then sit there on your right. phone right but yes there was a level of nervousness there was a level of of me being over overly sensitive of being like we're not boyfriend girlfriend i want her to be able to come to this party and be independent <laughs> and have the time that she wants to have <laughs> while also being able to like see her and spend time with her even though it's not like boyfriend girlfriend time it is like we was was so was it a date or wasn't it was it not a date i'm pretty sure i assumed it was a date because again it was just you and me at this part i mean like obviously with the party but you picked me up you dropped me off you invited me to the party yeah, I, invi- <laughs> I invited you to the See, party. This is a, be direct, I, folks. Yeah, be direct. Yeah, but I. But how I, would you be direct with a hey? Hey, listen. We're not dating, but you want to come with me? Listen. Be free I, to go talk to other dudes, but I you're coming like home with you, me. I like you enough to take you to these parties, to show you to my friends, and to see you interact with other people. Consider this a long term, uh, long term. Trial period, potential relationship interview. (laughs) I don't know what you call it, but I was very cognizant of that. That I was. You were trying to be respectful. I was trying to be respectful, in whatever that meant in 2012. And then, I do also remember, and this is something that happens to me every once in a while, maybe more than every once in a while. Like somebody will say something to me. And that happened at the first party. Like I was doing something and having fun. And then I was what I saw as being reprimanded by somebody for there. For what? For I was trying to catch M&Ms across the room in my mouth. And somebody, I I saw it as being yelled at saying that that was inappropriate. Wait, why was it inappropriate? You're catching an M&M. That is the stupidest that, thing I've ever heard. Like somebody, someone rep because I we, now that you mentioned that I remember that party. Yeah, and someone reprimanded you for that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, and this is the thing, like you're saying, that's ridiculous. Like maybe I, and this is this is what I'm saying is that I will hear that and then i'll start overanalyzing yeah. and i'll be like in my head right me too i would have done the and same so thing. that is like the rest of the so night much. the rest of the night i was like in my head like thinking about it like gosh is that like was i doing something wrong like am i am i like too weird at parties like am i immature or... so there there was also that aspect of that entire night fascinating We've been talking for a while. Have we have we uh exhausted Valentine's Day? Do you think that we have helped or hurt Valentine's Day for the world? I think neither. I think the people who like Valentine's Day are going to keep celebrating Valentine's Day and the people who are over it are over it. I think if any the one thing I would like anyone to take away from is is it is exactly that. You should do Valentine's Day because you do you, you. Right, if you should do Valentine's Day because you want to. 
not because you have to. And I think that's the thing I hate most about the holiday is, again, like so maybe someone's not a gifter. like Or maybe someone doesn't have the money to like buy all of these things. Like that should not be like, – that very much is like pride and prejudice. Like, oh, like he makes 40 – like 40,000 pounds a year and therefore he is like the most respected. Like, no, that's stupid. Like we are – like I've, people can hate all they want about mo- like modernized – culture but like that thank god we've gotten over that part for the most part like it should be because like one of my favorite things that you give to me are your notes which is ironically you write really fabulous notes and every single time i cry after reading your notes and i'm really well i i i'm pretty much a cryer i cry a lot (laughs) um but yeah and that should be good enough and like obviously if like your significant other is like their love language is gifts like that's something that y'all can work out between the two of y'all and but but really like it should never be forced because then it just cheapens it and then that's why I hate Valentine's Day is I feel like it's just cheap and like it's cheapened the idea of loving someone and also why does it have to be romantic love? Like, why can't I give like? Well, I just got a. You just got. I just two got dozen cookies. two dozen cookies from one of my best friends today for Valentine's Day, and that was wonderful. And I absolutely love that. And she just did that out of the outpouring of her heart, and that's what Valentine's Day should be about. And on top of that, it should be should be an outpouring of your heart, showing that love, and doing it in a way that the other person will see feel appreciate that is their love language not necessarily your love language thoughtful yep outpouring yeah boom happy valentine's day if you thought we were going to end without the sponsor not sponsor section you are sorely mistaken you would be wrong you would be wrong because this is my favorite part of the show not really my favorite part is the co-host but this week we have well I guess this is the second hat that has been sent in to sponsor right. the show. Look at you. So thank you all of you who are sending in hats. Feel free to keep sending in hats. If you if you want me to say a specific thing, I'm not going to. I am going to say what I want to say about the hat. <laughs> <laughs> but I really appreciate the hats. I I wear them. They're fun. This week's sponsor, not sponsor. As I said, one of the one of the two hats that have been sent in. But this one, let's see if I can describe the hat. It is actually an embroidered rendition of the Spirit of Flight sculpture that if any of you have ever left out of out of Dallas Love Field Airport. This is the sculpture that is very close to that fountain that is kind of at the entrance to Love Field. And this is one of the it's one of those things that I always enjoy going to Love Field. It's a very prominent statue sculpture, and it is a very well known sculpture. So for all of you who do fly places, especially out of Love Field. I think that you are seeing part of history every time you go and leave from the airport. And it's just one of those those fun things about Dallas that we've got all of this history. We have a very, I would say, definitely a, we have a very good art scene. <laughs> You're struggling with I, that. I'm trying to say it 
yeah, because I, I'm forgetting the word, but it's like domestically, like across the U.S. I feel like national, a national. Oh man, <laughs> words. For as good as I am at writing notes, I can't think of words. It's okay. <laughs> so we have a very nationally recognized art scene. We do. We have some very, very prominent museums, some very well-known artists of all different types. But I would, I would almost argue we are internationally known as well. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I am. You heard it here first. I, yeah, you heard it here first. There are we certain have, museums that are internationally yeah. known. I mean, SMU has the largest collection of like Spanish artwork out, yeah, exactly. outside of Spain. Yeah, so I think that we have an international art scene, and it's an internationally recognized art scene. And the beauty of that are things like the Spirit of Flight sculpture at Love Field and thank you to to the Motleys for donating this hat and sponsoring the show and giving me a fun thing to wear out and about and it is a it's always fun to like drive around town and see things like that and now all of you listeners who are in the Dallas area you can see that and say oh that's the spirit of flight sculpture it was originally put up in 1961 and rededicated recently. And uh, that's all you're going to have time because it's only about three seconds that you drive past <laughs> it. And by that point, you're starting to stress out to get to the proper gate and terminal. Even at Love Field, that only has two. So we'll just keep it at that. So thank you again. Thank you for everybody listening. If um, If you haven't yet, you need to... Go on Apple, give us a five-star rating, and leave us a review. Right, we haven't had one in a while, so we haven't, we haven't been able to them. chat about it. We leave your favorite Valentine's Day story. Leave your favorite Valentine's Day story. We are we're trying to make this podcast internationally recognized. <laughs> We've made it to Canada. <laughs> We've made it to Canada. We've made it to Canada. Our next stop is Tokyo. If I could get somebody – actually, that won't be I, – I got friends in Japan. How many? I know. Happen. That's the goal. Boom. And then Australia. In that order. In that order. <laughs> <laughs> After that, the moon. After that, we'll promptly uh, delete every single episode. So then it's just going to have like this weird cult following of like, oh my gosh, like we'll have like underground episodes yeah. available. We dope. Then we'll only do live recordings. Right. Actual live At recordings. Speakeasies. Yeah. Thousands of dollars to enter. Okay, anyways, let's go to bed. <laughs> okay, we're leaving. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Batir, we're going to go. Bye. Bye-bye.